0: For us as an organization, nurses and the clinicians are at the core of this continued transition from an insurance organization to a health services organization. We want to go forward into how are we impacting clinical outcomes by empowering the nurses to do what's right at the front lines.
1: This is Kathy Driscoll, Chief Nursing Officer at Humana. Welcome to The Voice of Humana Nurses, a podcast about clinicians committed to improving lives. Join me, other nurses from Humana, and special guests as we discuss topics nurses care about. Hi, this is Kathy Driscoll. Welcome to The Voice of Humana Nurses podcast. Today I'm coming to you from my home office in New Jersey. And like many people across the country who are adjusting to the new normal amid the coronavirus pandemic, I'm adjusting too to constantly being at home, working from home, exercising from home, having extended family that are staying with me in my home. Um, I'm really grateful for some of our recent advances in technology that have allowed us to leverage tools like team to connect Speaking of technology, typically we'd record this podcast in our studio in the Humana Tower building, but we're going to make it work virtually this time and try something a little bit new. Today, we have a guest who's been requested by popular demand from our nursing community, Humana's President and Chief Executive Officer, Bruce Broussard. Welcome to the Voice of Humana Nurses, Bruce, and thanks so much for being flexible and joining me today. We use this podcast as a vehicle to reach our distributed nursing population. You know, we have nurses across the organization in every state that we operate in. And as we release more episodes, we found this is a really good way to reach our nurses and help them to connect with people that they might not interact with on an everyday basis. Our nurses can tune into podcasts on their computers or their phones while they're on a quick walk or when they run on a treadmill, and we're always looking for new ways to communicate that resonate with our nurses and make it easier for us to strengthen our community. So Bruce, once again, welcome to the show, and thanks so much for being with us. How are you doing, and how have you adjusted to new ways of working to help you stay focused on what really matters?
0: Well, thanks, and it's great being here. We uh, just enjoy doing doing these, and especially considering the fact that this is a uh, Nurses Month. You know, I, I I have found keeping routines have been really helpful. Including that is to to uh, Find opportunities to learn uh, and just, you know, maybe push myself a little bit. Speaking of routines, I made a a decision this morning to commute to work. I walked out of the front door, went around the house and came in the back door to go to my office and and it was just a different a different step there. Um, I, I do also find that the technology has been really uh, better and easier to use. I, I know at the outset I was having a little bit of difficulties, but as, as it's progressed, I've felt much more comfortable in what we can do. And then this idea of uh, the working from home has really allowed me to have a, a much more balanced uh, life uh, with my family. <clears throat> it's been a easier way i'm not on the road i can i've had you know eight weeks of meals with my families they're probably probably sick of me but it's been really really a, a great time i, I think we, we call this a coronavirus time and i I, <laughs> I don't think my wife wants it to end because we're all together at, at, uh, at the dinner table I, I think also and i'm sort of going on here but I, I, it's also allowed me to to prioritize what matters i think these connections with people um you know it's it's sometimes you have to put more effort into it but reaching out i know yesterday i had a zoom call with a business colleague that i hadn't talked to in a while and it's really good to to touch base with them as i mentioned spending time with the family has allowed us to to be much much more connected i i'm finding that our dinner table conversation is, is really interesting. It's, you know, lasting an hour and a half or so or two hours and just on what goes on in the day and what's going on in the world. And then, and then in addition, I think it puts things in context. I I would say that, you know, this circumstance, there's a number of people that are being impacted and, and you know, you, you need to reflect on how, how, you know, blessed we are and what we're doing. And I, I find that, that, that context setting also makes makes me feel more uh, both reflective but at the same time also motivated for what how we can impact others uh, in in so many ways
1: you're right those are those are really great insights. Um, I appreciate your uh, thoughts about the commute because I've too been thinking about how I can increase my steps. Uh, the eight steps between my bedroom and the room where my home office is. It's it's just not doing it on the commute um, for me. So I think I'm gonna try walking out the front door and coming back in. I think that this crisis really has shifted perspective and prioritization for people. And I know that, um, as you pointed out, just recognizing the significance of little things that maybe we took for granted or overlooked before this crisis, Um, I, I too traveled a lot for work. And while I enjoyed travel, I think it's made me realize how many things, little things, but important things that I've really missed, like those meals with family, that you really Get insight into one another that you know it reminds you of things that maybe we missed before. And um, the best of all for me is I recently became a grandmother for the first time. Um, we call my grandson Bo the coronavirus baby because he came right at the beginning of this, and he just loves to be held. And you know he's a he's a joy. And being here, my daughter um, lives very very near to me, and being able to spend time with with him and to see her as a mother and and what a wonderful mother she is has has really been a blessing. Um, And I would say the other thing that that really has um, come front and center to me is that our nursing community not only has stepped up to take care of our patients and members in so many wonderful ways, but they've really been so supportive of one another, Um, coaching, you know, being there for a friendly pep talk, giving advice, um, just being there, Um, so it it really, um, you know, brings out the importance of communities, Um, and here at Humana, um, we have many communities who really have been supportive of one another, so that's, you know, just kind of focusing on these things has been really um, very heartening. So let's talk a little bit um, more about Nurses Month. As, as we uh, talked about in the beginning, May is Nurses Month. Um, it's been expanded this year from Nurses Week. And on top of that, the World Health Organization proclaimed 2020 as the international year of the nurse. Um, and really the purpose is to recognize and celebrate the contributions that nurses make, as well as to kind of elevate challenges um, across uh, globally, and certainly we see now that healthcare is global. Um, invest in nursing education, leadership, um, all of the things that we concentrate on here at Humana with our nursing community. Uh, in the spirit of the Year of the Nurse and Nurses Month, let's talk a little bit about the value that nurses bring, the significance of their contributions to the welfare of our society, and also the work and the impact of our nurses here at Humana. So, Bruce, can you talk a little bit about how you might see 2020 as being a significant year for nurses, and what are some of the opportunities that you see for nurses at, at Humana as we look to the future?
0: Well, first, I just have to say that nurses are such an important part of uh, the healthcare system and, frankly, part of my life. It's, I, don't, I think you know that my wife is a nurse um, for many years, and uh, and just I, I see her her empathy, her caring uh, for people, and I think it's just a, an example of uh, all nurses that uh, are are in the healthcare system today. But you know, if you're <clears throat> going to pick a year for for uh, a nurse uh, and dedicating dedicating a year for it, this would be this would be the year. Uh, coincidentally or you know someone's looking over our shoulders here to to make this the year of the nurse here. So first I, I think it's a, a wonderful opportunity. When we have looked and reflected just in the short period of time of the of the virus and the epidemic, I, I think the nur- nurses have standed, stood out. They've stood out both at the at the national level, uh, the local level and then in addition with Humana. I, I think when we look at the uh, very proactive outreach that we've had uh, with our nurses to our members and helping um, and identifying. I think this idea to identify telephonically through listening uh, to individuals and how they're, how they're you know talking and the questions they're asking, then to be able to find their needs is just such a wonderful talent, uh, whether it's the food, medication, behavioral side it's just i think just a talent to to be able to interpret somebody's needs while not being told about it you know for us as an organization nurses and the clinical clinicians are at the core of this continued transition from an insurance organization to a health services organization and that transition is very difficult and i i would say that the nurses and the providers are at the core of that transition for us and assisting us and leading us through that transition. And when you look at our strategy from how are we evolving our clinical models to be much less just about the treatment, but about the conditions and a broader view of somebody uh, to the opportunity for us in expanding our capabilities, whether it's in the primary care area or the home behavioral health, social determinants, uh, they are at the core of leading that. And why that's so important is really the nurses helping us uh, lead that transition and being teachers in this um, because this is something the company's really never done and i i think helping us make that transition is such an important part so it's not only about what they're doing on the front lines uh, with our members and and patients but it's also how can they help us in that transition and educating us to be much more oriented to a health service company and being much more oriented to clinicians and i i just find that uh, the more we can get the clinicians and specifically nurses and doctors in our leadership, uh, like yourself and others, and the ability to help bring us along, it's a, it's an important part of the transition that we're going through. So the last thing I'll say is that we as an organization also using the teaching and the listening from nurses is to, to help the nurse's job be easier um, because we know that that job, is, is a very complicated job. And the more administrative matters we put over in that job and the more uh, complexity we put in because of technology and other things, the harder it is for our nurses to do the job and be at the front and center for our, for our members. And to me, the, the more time they spend with the members, the more we are advancing our organization, improving health outcomes, and doing what our organization is uh, put on this earth to do, and that is to really have a holistic view of someone's health and and, and help them with their, their, their needs, both health-wise and lifestyle-wise. So reducing the complexity of work for us is an important part as we think about the nurses. And the nurses being empowered to help us with that is an important transition that we are really pushing as an organization.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate um, your thoughts around how clinicians can contribute to learnings that help us through that transition. It's really been incredible to see how a crisis, something that's really scary and devastating for many people, can also help to bring out these learnings, bring out the best in us, and I think We've all been really inspired um, by one of our values, really thinking, rethinking, routine, um, and thinking about um, really what are the basic needs that people have, and how can we be creative um, to make sure that their needs are met. I've really seen so and heard about so many great stories of the way that everyone at Humana, um, including our nurses, are showing up and impacting our members and patients' lives, impacting one another's lives with their support. And I know that you've discussed on many calls um, many of the stories that have come across your desk and the learnings that have come from us. Ruth, are there any particular ones that come to mind that you'd like to bring up here?
0: I would tell you, there's a there's just a a there's just a treasure of um, stories that we have, and they range from stories of somebody uh, going and going the extra mile to, to get some food that uh, wasn't didn't have have food to both eat, didn't have the opportunity to go get food as a result of being quarantined to their home. Um, the second uh, part is the um, part around the aspects of how. The the nurses have also been able to help in things like behavioral health or prescriptions or the ability just to have empathy in the time of of change that's going on. So I think that that has been another area that I've seen a ton of stories come into, and I can recite them, but there's so many I I wouldn't want to differentiate one from another, and they're so motivating in, 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 in the impact that's there. I would say that. Part of this, this learning for us has been the power, the ability uh, for us to reach out and touch our members with clinicians, specifically nurses and social workers. It is so powerful because they've been able to find this way to pull from the member the, uh, the information that it gives them insight into what really the member needs. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, that is such a special trait. That's such a special trait to be able to to interpret what's what that need is um, and then be able to find an intervention to do it. So, again, a a ton of stories, but um, it's a wonderful example of how nurses impact at all different levels.
1: Yeah, and I've really been impressed by the collaboration um, between areas of our company that haven't necessarily worked on a day-to-day basis with one another, um, you know, to find solutions to those needs and to really understand what our members and our patients need, not necessarily what we as an organization um, need, you know, kind of without that context. So um, I've heard such wonderful things from our communities about um, how we're working collaboratively and how the whole company is really focused on um, getting to those needs. So um, I really appreciate you bringing that up. I think the other thing that we've, one of the other things that we've really learned is um, you alluded to it, just the basic need problems that many of our members face. You know, having food in their house, having enough food to eat being isolated, um, dealing with loneliness. These really basic needs are so prevalent. And um, I know that um, our nurses and and our whole organization has really been focused on being able to meet them. Um, Bruce, recently um, we heard the news, the really wonderful news that the Humana Foundation made a commitment of $50 million to coronavirus relief and recovery efforts. And that's, you know, Thank you, thank you to the Foundation and, and to all who um, researched and um, you know made the decision to make those, that commitment. It's really been touching and heartwarming, and we've heard such great response from our nursing community and thankfulness um, that our, our company and the Foundation are focusing in this area, and particularly nurses were happy to see The partners for this grant uh, included so many wonderful organizations that really focused on communities and frontline workers. Um, including a commitment of $2 million to the American Nurses Foundation. Bruce, can you speak a little bit more about the importance of the commitment by the Humana Foundation, specifically as it relates to the support of nurses through the American Nurses Foundation?
0: I would just first say it's it's the least we can do for the frontline workers and the nurses that are are taking uh, care of individuals that have been affected by the virus. So First, it's... It's just a, a token of appreciation for that. But the second thing um, in going through and identifying where we wanted to ensure that there was proper funding because there have been a number of nonprofits that have been impacted by the, the virus and we wanna make sure that they, they, they stay in, in, in a sustainable fashion. And as we looked at our priorities as an organization, uh, the nurses are a top priority for us. And so the the investment that we've made with the with the foundation is is much about let's make sure we do it in in the environment that we're in in today but secondarily it really highlights the priority for us as an organization and where we believe that we need to support uh, to continue to advance both the, the company's causes and needs uh, but also the the people that are most important for us as an organization, and again, I, I just think it's a, as a measurement of both the environment, but also where we prioritize as an organization.
1: Thanks, Bruce. Um, the company's response to the crisis in terms of how we serve our members and patients, um, where we direct our um, support with relief funds, and you know, additionally, making sure that we're really taking care of our associates. Uh, it's been really inspiring. And I I continue to hear stories about how much people feel that this large organization is their family. Our nurses are sharing that they're feeling really connected, supported, and encouraged by how we're working. And, you know, we track a lot of metrics around things like engagement. We've uh, had, we've been focusing on ways to engage with our nurses over the past few years, and our engagement scores have steadily increased, um, really building the community really at an all-time high right now. Um, This collaboration, the way we're working, um, the purpose that um, nurses are so drawn to are are really highlighted at this time. As we start to think about re-entry, we are hearing from our nurses some questions around what this might look like, what might change, what might stay the same because of things that we've learned. So, Bruce, can you talk a little bit about how you might see the future of healthcare and nursing evolving in response to some of the lessons we've learned? And maybe more specifically, what are some of the things that you're seeing at Humana that we can take away as lessons learned and new ways of working?
0: There's a number of things, as people have said, this idea of not going back. And, and I, I, I think there's a there's a, you an know, immense number, whether you look at our technology and what's allowed us to be much more Agile and and distributed in the way we work is a is a great example of that. I think the technology in the telemedicine area and being able to, to access our our members in a more convenient way for them is another another a, a great example of that. So I do believe that there's some 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 areas structurally that uh, we we feel that we uh, that we don't don't want to go back. But I, I do believe this idea of how we work. Uh, And what we do is an important part of this not going back. And I I really cherish uh, us pushing forward and making the – it will be uncomfortable because it's easy to go back to what we are comfortable with and push the organization forward. And those things are this collaborative environment that's been set up. You know, we've been working for some time on agile work, as they call it. But at the heart of agile is working in a collaborative setting Around a customer problem and accelerating it through um, multiple different tests and learns and not everything's perfect. So we're going to learn our way through this as opposed to, you know, the big bang kind of approach. Uh, The second thing is starting from the members needs and working back. I, 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 would say, the calls that I sit on, and the and how we prioritize, the way we approach this, is much, is much around. Okay, what is the customer's needs, and we work backwards to see if we can solve those customers' needs within the permission space and the financial um, aspects of our organization. And and but we push forward in very much of a team team setting to do that. The third is part of that customer need is a much more insightful thought around the clinical needs. And it's just not about the, the financing of healthcare through insurance. It is much around what are those clinical needs and let's have a team of people and create interventions to do that. That latter part is a big step for us it's a big step for us in multiple different ways. It's a step for us, not only that we put the customer first, which we've done that in the service side a lot. I think now we're oriented to, to, to the clinical area in a much more oriented way. But the technology is an enabler for our nurses and other providers in the organization to do that. That makes it easier for them. And the technology is supported by analytics. They, it allows us to personalize that. And then the other thing is that it begins to start to work on this empowerment of the nurses. I would say through my uh, travels, uh, the two things I've heard from from the nursing uh, groups is one is around the complexity of our technology, and we need to simplify that, and I know some strides there, but we need to continue to do that. And the second area is around this ability to feel the opportunity to serve and i know there's a number of nurses have felt that the you know the business side of driving metrics and all the other productivity measurements have have created and sometimes an environment that is counter to the ability to, to serve people. And we as an organization are trying to find that involvement of how we do that with a business sense to it, because we as an organization have to have sustainability um, both financially and from a long-term business point of view, but we do it in the context of being able to serve the customer and enable our, our nurses and and the front line to be able to do that in a way that is appropriate so that we're getting the proper clinical outcomes. And that latter part is where I really need the nurses to, to help. I think this idea of feeling empowered to speak up, recognizing there's a business need, there always is in everything that uh, in any organization because you have to have long-term sustainability. And How do we find that opportunity to find that business need with the empowerment of the nurses? And I think working with the nurses, this is about that education I talked about and the teacher that I talked about is, how do we get the nurses to feel empowered to speak up at the same time, be oriented to clinical outcomes there. And I, I think when we talk about going back, not going back is what I'm oriented to that going back. I don't wanna go back to the, ritual of productivity measurements. I want to go forward into how are we impacting clinical outcomes by empowering the nurses to do what's right at the front lines.
1: Thanks, Bruce. So to all of our listeners, you've really heard Bruce talk about how you can inform transition and how you inform that whole theme of not going back. Um, Lots to think about here, lots of lessons learned and this brings us to the end of our conversation today, and I just wanna thank you again, Bruce, for being here, for your leadership, and for your commitment to doing the right thing for our members, our patients, and our associates. Um, I just ask you, any final thoughts before we close?
0: I would just say first, thanks. What you do every day on behalf of our members uh, and the organization is, is just sets us apart And. Keep keep on doing it. The second thing I would also um, uh, mention is, is that I would really ask you guys to think about how you can help the organization make this transition. Because I, I think one, one of the things that is such a difficult um, part of any organization, especially the, the organization that has 50,000 people and 70 billion dollars in revenue. It's not easy to change. Um, I think this crisis has created the opportunity for us to see the, the other side, um, but we're going to need to be pushed to the other side here. And I, I think the leadership that, Kathy, that you have and that your your um, nurses can help us with that transition is critical to our longer term success. So I would really encourage you to take that opportunity and help us make that transition. Um, because it's such an important transition for us in the long term, and then the third thing I would say is, is you know we are in a marathon, not a sprint, uh, and we are in a in a time whether you look at that's got a lot of uncertainty to it, and and a time that's got a lot of excitement to it. As you think about where where our organization is. So, taking care of your each yourselves, uh, your well being. Um, and do that in a way that uh, keeps you keeps you for the long term and as opposed to you know working um for the short term here because your health is so important both for you and and I think for for your family obviously and then for the organization as a whole so just just take care of yourself and and the well-being of yourself so thanks help us make the, this transition and and please take care of your well-being as in this time of a uh, of uncertainty.
1: Great advice and thanks again for your time, Bruce. Really enjoyed the conversation. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to today's episode. I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play by searching the words, The Voice of Humana Nurses. And we'd love to hear from you. So send us an email at chiefnursingofficer at humana.com and give us your comments, your suggestions about topics or people you'd like to hear about or hear from. So until next time, be well.